We here at the Fumbling Four Network take mental health very serious. If you or someone you know is having thoughts of suicide, please reach out to the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. If you don't like talking on the phone, you can text or start an online chat. Once again, the number is 1-800-273-8255. Welcome to the Resident Evil Lorecast, the podcast that will explore the various mediums and lore of the Resident Evil franchise, such as the video games, movies, novels, and more. And here are your hosts, Ariel, Daniel, and Aaron. Something that might interest you. <laughs> Well, welcome back to the Resident Evil Lorecast. I'm your host, Aaron. And joining me, as always, is my fellow host, Ariel. I was trying really hard to save a burp so I could just burp <laughs> then, but it's going to hit when like Daniel's talking. Gross. And Daniel. <laughs> Bye there. Nope, still brewing. Uh, so uh, today we're going to talk about uh, Resident Evil Netflix series again. This time it's uh, episode six. Six, that's right. We we binge watched all of them. I was waiting to see how long it would take. I was like, yeah, it, which one is it? <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna do episode six today. So let's just start off with a bang with a synopsis. No, no, no burp aerial. No, it's still brewing. Damn it! I was hoping you go. I know. On the bang. I'm, I'm hoping, but it's gonna be in the middle of her talking, <laughs> right? Be, yep. But episode six is title is someone's little girl. <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, synopsis, Daniel. All right. So <laughs> can't wait to get to this. Following a shocking reunion, Jade finds her way back to her family. Later, she and Amrita make a potentially life altering discovery. A bug snoring. I always want to pronounce her name wrong. Amrita. Yeah. That is what I have for the synopsis. The synopsis. All right, Ariel. Let's talk plot. So it's the then time. The then times. So our boy Al gets to work and meets Evelyn. And then he starts lying about how he hasn't gotten any information from Angel. And suggests mixing joy and scopolamine to make him a little bit more suggestive. And, you know... (laughs) give us all his juicy little secrets. So he goes back to interrogating and plays the good cop, bad cop, where he's like, my methods will be painless, but the next man won't be. You know, doing that (laughs) whole good cop, bad cop thing. And Angel's offered an out. On a piece of paper, though, Al had wrote if anyone else knows about Billy and Jade and hides it from the camera. So, but out loud, he asks if he had a source for the animal attack story. So Angel replies, no. Meaning for the what's written on the paper, but it coming out as no for the source. So he injects him with the drug which causes him to go into immediate cardiac arrest and dies. 
Oh no. Oh no, how do we know that was going to happen? Right. So instantly Evelyn and her goons come in, cancel the interrogation, and he accuses Al of being his mole and has him imprisoned. They immediately start trying to resusc- yeah, resuscitate Angel, but fails. And when they begin an autopsy, because Evelyn's like, yeah, this is shady as fuck. Al did something. So when they start doing the autopsy, his body begins to convulse. And he turns into a zero. But they've killed us. Yup. So in the last scene of the then time, Al notices someone is in the next cell and through a hole finds an exact double of himself. A clone. You know the one thing I've been like saying <laughs> since the start of this lore cast. Hi, bro. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, now we're in the the now timeline here. So, Jade is in one of the umbrella umbrella bases getting interrogated by Billy. They haven't seen each other since around 2026 when Jade was pregnant. So, Billy was asking about if she had the kid or whatever and telling her that their dad died. Based on Umbrella's information so far, Jade has achieved nothing of value in the past 10 years and has migrated from Tokyo to Greenland doing nothing. They throw their, you know, sarcastic, we hate each other banter back and forth, but then Billy drops the bombshell that Though her blood is highly resistant to the T-virus, she isn't immune. She's dying. She ends up letting Jade go, telling her where there's a university search team in the area looking for her, and then cuts out the tracker in her arm before leaving. Jade ends up getting her Trophy severed head and taking off. So you have a seemingly touching family reunion right there. So Jade then goes towards the coast. She gets ambushed by the search team, but then they quickly realize who she is and take her to the ship. She gets reunited with Arjun and B. Arjun fills her in on the major events of the past month. He then starts talking about B's studies, all the stuff she's doing. And Jade starts comparing her parenting style against Al's. Dear old dad Al. And saying how she's only doing all of this stuff for B. And not for herself. 
And this starts an argument between her and Arjun, where he's like, basically, B needs a mom. So stop trying to save the world for B and just be there for B, basically, was the whole gist of the argument. And then also accuses her of using B as a tool to justify herself and her actions. So Arjun starts preparing for dinner with B in the cafeteria, talking about all her studies with Ms. Kyoko. He then starts explaining to B that Jade loves her, but her life is devoted to saving the world out of a sense of guilt. And Jade kind of listens into this. She, she kind of stays hidden and listens it listens into this conversation and when Arjun gets done explaining how Jade does love B and everything she joins them for dinner later on when they're laying in bed Jade tells Arjun about Billy and learning of Al's death so in the background you can see the ship going and you can see submerged zeros in the water but they're still alive oh, creepy dun 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 so then we cut back to Jade is in the lab and waiting for the trophy head autopsy because I'm just going to call it the trophy head with Amrita They do their little chit-chat back and forth. Jade finds out that Amrita's pregnant. Gets super excited for her. So then the results come in. The autopsy revealed that Mother Zero's body is producing two enzymes, which degrade upon exposure to oxygen. So they start trying to figure out how to preserve the enzymes. And Jade's like, don't let me get too far into this. I have bees recital tonight. So then they go through 55 different tests <laughs> of different saliva because they deduce because of the big old lump in her throat thing that it, it's the saliva. So they go through 55 different tests. All of them were, you know, negative. So then Jade decides to spit in it and use her own spit. Which ends up working. Amrita then tells her, you gotta go. You gotta go to the recital. So Jade ends up taking off. And watching B play the piano. B ends up playing Beethoven's number five symphony. And at first was accompanied by Arjun, but then she takes off and does her own thing. And it's wonderful and amazing. And she's an awesome little freaking kid who can play amazing piano. She gets up. Uh, she gets a page from Emrita. So she left. She gets back to the lab. 
And they introduce the T-virus to the enzymes, determining that one has an attractive property and the other one has a repelling property. Ooh, super interesting. Dun, dun, dun. So in theory, these enzymes could be used to both ward off zeros and attract zeros. So then Amrita was like, hey, we'll go through the proper protocols so we can get a zero to test it out. And Jade's like, oh, yeah, you know, we'll do all that. And yeah, and as soon as Amrita leaves and everybody goes to sleep, she then goes out on a little little boat and gets her own zero from the water. She then (laughs) brings it back. She like dopes it up with like tranquilizers, brings it back, almost gets caught by Serene and bluffs her way but bluffs her way out of it, then chains the zero up in her room. B walks in with a mug. Starts freaking out. Jade's like, hey, it's okay. Like, I'll explain to you what I'm doing, but stay by the door. You need to stay by the door. She shows her the one that, like, repels. She puts the enzyme on her, goes near the zero. Zero does nothing. Which is pretty cool. But then, of course, as little kids do, B goes away from the door and comes near. B doesn't have the enzyme. The zero starts freaking out. It rips off you know it rips off of the wall ends up chasing B B ends up inadvertently luring it to other people and the zero gets Amrita it tears out her jugular and Amrita dies it ends up getting gunned down, though, and Paolo, who is, you know, super pissed, tries to shoot Jade, but Arjun ends up solving him. And that is the end of the plot. For episode six. It was really sad. It was a sad episode at the end. I liked Amrita. <sighs> that whole episode was just. We'll get into it when we get the discussion. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, though, I think it's time for us to go to our mid break. <laughs> well, here we are, the middle of the episode, Ariel. It's awful, Middly. What's could, the first thing we do? You sound like you get more and more sad every does, time we I do swear. this. I do. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. So what's the uh, what's the first thing we do? We thank our wonderful, awesome, amazing, illustrious patrons. Uh, oh. <laughs> so we have to thank our patrons, such as our VIP patrons, um, Banana, 
the Bard, aka Bananakin Bardwalker, Barry King, Christian, The Dog 47, Glenn Meeks, Jay Zoobs, Jeremy Kelly, Lord Salad Bar. That's right, I'm back. <laughs> Naked Mango, The Compound, The Seven Sins, and Will Jarrett. We also have to thank our all access patrons Awkward Kaji7, Chris Slate, Remington Cloutier, and of course our official patrons Quattro Hawkes, Paul Murphy, Ryan Black, and. So, didn't the Awkward Kaji. Didn't they say that the seven was a T? I think so. Yeah, so it is Kaji. I can't remember. Sorry, Kaji. <laughs> Some random guy. <laughs> Sorry, Kaji. <laughs> At any rate, that's our patrons. So thank you. We love you. Yes, thank you, patrons. We do greatly appreciate it. And we appreciate you listeners, because without you, we wouldn't have a show. So, speaking of show, it's midbreak time. Ariel, what'd you bring? So, you know, we're like five episodes away from episode 100. Are we? Yeah, this is episode 95. Holy shit. 100 episodes of Resident Evil Lorecast. Oh. Ta-da. Ta-da. <laughs> Terrifying there. You have See, any ideas for special 100? I do. Oh. I do. So, stay tuned. Maybe by next episode, I will release what I am planning. But until then, I read an article, much like I always do. And this is from IGN, and the title is Capcom Confirms More Resident Evil Remakes Are Coming. Yeah, which I mean, we already knew this, but now this is like a whole confirmation, so... So, after the success of RE2, 3, and 4 remakes, Capcom has confirmed plans to continue the trend. Although, of course, they stopped short of announcing which Resident Evil game is next in line. Veronica. At a PlayStation Partner Awards event in Japan. Attended and translated by IGN Japan, RE4 remake director Yasuhiro Anpo said the company will announce its next Resident Evil remake in due course. <sighs> yes, Anpo replied when asked if Capcom wants to keep making Resident Evil remakes. We've released three remakes so far and they have all been received very well. Since it allows a modern audience to play these games, it is something I am happy to do as someone that loves these older games and we want to continue doing more. What game we will remake in the future is something that we would like to announce in the future, so please look forward to it. I'm gonna need what it is. I'm telling you, it's gotta be Veronica. I mean, that would be great, and it would do amazing. I think a one remake would yeah to have it like from the beginning with the newer graphics oh heck I yeah mean, technically you would want zero first if you go chronologically but 
I don't know if they'll ever plan to remake Zero, to I be know. honest. Sorry. I wish they would at Sorry, some Rebecca. time, but... <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. With, with... RE4 Remake, it just, to me, it heavily implied a Dark Side Chronicles remake because of them playing into Krauser and him talking about Javier a lot. So, like, Operation Javier. So, it just, that was just a really huge hint for me that, hey, look what's coming next. DLC. <laughs> Speaking of DLC, listeners, don't worry, I have not forgotten. Clearly, I would never forget. We will be doing an episode on Separate Ways after we get done with all of the Netflix series, just so you know. So if you're anticipating that, don't worry, I have not forgotten about Separate Ways, and we'll be doing an episode on it just after all this. So, okay, I'm done. That's it. (laughs) All right, Daniel, what'd you bring? You ever want to put your drink on something other than the table, like a coaster with a great great saying on it? Yep. So, the vendor Digital Pharaoh UK makes a Resident Evil Umbrella Corps-inspired coaster. Now, keep in mind, each of these coasters is priced individually, it looks like, but the shipping is 1853 because it does ship from the UK. So, I would advise whoever gets one of these, you know, buy multiple because it would be really weird if you had one coaster and not multiples. Listen, I'm a recluse. So bye. And I don't like people. Just kidding. But I don't like people. You oh, just use, whatever. Use multiple coasters at once. I only need one. I on a side note, I do have some Power Rangers coasters. That's awesome. The more mighty morphin. <laughs> but anyways, with this coaster here, the saying on it goes as obedience breeds discipline, discipline breeds unity, unity breeds power, power is life. Yeah, I'm gonna need this. Try so? No, it's got the umbrella logo. <laughs> but if you don't need any, they run $5.29 a piece. That's why I would advise getting more than one if you're going to order just because of the cost of shipping. It looks like they do ship at a pretty decent time frame. It looks like, for example, if I were to order today, it says December 11th to 28th is when I would receive it. That's from the UK. I don't know if it has a location setting in there to tell where it's at. But it is made of cork and wood, and they are handmade. And and this works perfectly with some of our Resident Evil Netflix series. It says this Resident Evil inspired coaster can help make your long days perfecting gene splicing experiments within the hive fly by, with endless cups of coffee you can make to utilize it. Actually, goes more with Resident Evil, the Vilajovich movies. <laughs> And it is nine centimeters by nine centimeters and comes with a cork backing. But Ooh. That is what I have. You get some of these, uh, let us know. Probably without your drink on it, though. So we can see the saying. That is what I have. Well. I want. That's just, that's just, that's all I want. I thought there was more or less. <laughs> really <did. laughs> I want. I want. <laughs> well, uh. Ariel, I brought this one specifically for you. Is it a coaster? It's not a coaster. No, no, no. It is a sun catcher. Okay. 
So, on Etsy, from the creator Boots and Cats LLC, Boots and Cats. <laughs> I have here the evil Resident Evil Corporation Suncatcher stained glass logo. Oh, that's pretty and badass. And uh, so, this lovely little thing, it's very pretty, very pretty. Uh, this lovely little thing is eight by a quarter inches and the width in eight by a quarter inches in height. It is painted stained glass and will run you about 50 bucks. Even. And even better reason to buy it. And the cost to ship is $15. So a grand total of 16 bucks and this can be yours. A grand total of 16 bucks. I think 15... <laughs> And 50. 65. Yeah. Uh, so $65 in total. And uh, this lovely stained glass umbrella logo can be yours. Do I need to tutor you in math like I'm tutoring our son? <laughs> math is hard. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's what I've got. And the link for that will be in the show notes. Y'all pretty that would look in my library. It would look very pretty in your library. I have like nothing but windows. That looks super pretty. <laughs> so, with that being said, Ariel, we're at the end of the mid-break. Mm -hmm. So that being sponsors, I'm not even going to let you cut me off and ruin this for me. Mm -hmm. So... So, uh, listeners, if any of you are Pokemon fans... We are not in any way sponsored or affiliated with Pokemon. However, the new DLC is coming out December 14th. So <laughs> be excited for that because I am. Also, roll on over to FanRoll Dice. Use our promo code AlmightyC10, which is A-L-L-Mighty, the letter C10, and save 10% off your purchase of some really badass fucking dice or if you need accessories they have dice trays and dice towers and dice bags and whatever it is that your heart desires of dice and dice things so they have the rubber gemstone metal resin the new liquid core dice and they have their new pathfinder dice the goblin set which is kind of terrifying and it kind of was some and Travis should have really bought some for Wobble and the Goblin. <laughs> and yeah, so roll on over there and use our promo code and save 10% off your purchase. Then you can switch on over to Nixie Gaming. Use our promo code LOZLORE and save yourself 10% off Switch accessories. So they have any of the switch accessories you could possibly need docking stations cables cases controllers they also have their new gamecube controllers and new new because that's two news orange pumpkin orange colored and aaron loves them i have really tiny hands so it doesn't really work for me but they look cool so yeah if you want a little bit of nostalgia for your, you know, new Switch, get the GameCube controllers because they're pretty awesome. Then 
zoom on over to W Energy. W Energy! Nah, I need Mango back. <laughs> Use our promo code FUMBLING4, which is FUMBLING and the number 4, and save 10% off their energy drinks. Now, they have the tubs of powder, which is about 30 servings or 30 energy drinks within the tubs. And they have a whole bunch of hilariously named flavors. Galaxy Grenade, Beach and Peach, Calio Cream, Dub Sludge. They have a whole bunch of funny names. Different types of flavors, so there's bound to be one that you would enjoy. And there's no jitters or crashes. Zero. Yeah, so... Use our promo code and save 10% off your purchase. And all of the links and the promo codes are in the show notes. All right, I'm done. (laughs) With that being said, let's get to the end of the episode. Well, here we are at the end of the episode. It's discussion time, guys. Yup. (laughs) You don't seem excited. Do I ever seem excited? <laughs> Burn. Somebody. Uh, so um, we're here to talk about this episode in particular. Who wants to start? This episode in particular. Like, this, yeah, this that's what this episode is about. This episode. This episode is about this episode. Who wants to start? We can always talk about Jade Mac- making bad choices. <laughs> is that like her whole life? Well, I mean... Not wanting to wait to go get approval to go get a zero, <laughs> and then it just proceeded downhill. And then uh, it also includes her child not being able to listen either. Stay by the door, <laughs> and then she walks closer. Was like, "Wow, mom!" And Are you trying to imply that one of her bad choices was having a kid? No, no. <laughs> that just that maybe she uh, left that impression on her child. That making bad choices is not listening. <laughs> That's like every child ever. You yeah, tell but, them not to do something, they will directly do the thing you. But told that them was not our prodigy there. Love to read, could play piano, but can't listen to directions. That was a child prodigy. Yeah, still like every child ever. Mm. But no, I just wanted to bring up Jade's bad decision because she's. We've seen her make other bad decisions in the series well like she's too headstrong quick to quick to do something doesn't think about the repercussions I mean go ahead I, I mean yeah she what was it she cut her arm in the first episode I can't remember it was the first episode she cut her arm wasn't it mm-hmm. I think yeah with the when she was like studying the zeros in London. Oh yeah, she didn't prep and was like, "Hey, let me stand up on this, and touch this piece of metal." Yeah, she didn't think that through at all. It was wasn't the fact that she didn't think it through; it was the fact that she once again ran to do something. It's like you didn't you didn't need to do all that. No. And she's been told multiple times. Mm-hmm. Arjun is one of them that says, hey, you could have stayed here. You calm the fuck down, lady. Yeah. So, yeah, her just wanting to do everything quickly instead of wait. I mean, yeah, then 
maybe helicopters. I don't know. It's all plot armor. Uh, let's talk about that. <clears throat> helicopters. I thought her sister said that they couldn't find her. I mean, I assume that is Umbrella. I don't remember if we saw logos on the choppers or not. Oh, it's Umbrella. I don't. I, I we think, didn't. I don't I think, think we saw got, logos. We got those. They got those state-of-the-art choppers. Ariel, you're the smartest one of us all. What do you think happened? Well, I had stuff to say on the other stuff, so. Oh, okay. Gonna say that I think Arjun was right when he had said about how, basically, how she uses, how she uses other people's like scapegoats for her like excuses of why she does things to make herself basically sound better. Like Jade's not a bad person. No, I don't think she's a bad person, but she's very much selfish and does what she wants to do. But then I think like in her mind, she plays it off as like, I'm doing this for B I'm doing this for everybody else. And really it's just, she's doing it because she wants to. And using everybody else as an excuse. I don't necessarily think Jade is a bad person, though. It doesn't really make her a bad person, just selfish. Well, I mean, we did see when they were doing the, the spit experiments. And she all of a sudden was like, they were like, oh, well, we'll just have to wait for more samples to try. And then she was like, spits in the thing, does herself. And the other Amrita's were like, ew. <laughs> like... You didn't want to wait, and I mean, it would have been if it didn't work, it didn't work. But instead of waiting again for protocol, probably, yeah, she just very much like if I want to do something, I'm going to do it regardless. And everybody else ends up usually suffering the consequences of that. So, yes, <sighs> Jada Wesker, just like her father. <laughs> Yeah, she definitely has the Wesker personality. Yeah. So back to the helicopter. That was that was definitely Umbrella. Yeah. Like you could tell by the look on her face alone that that was Umbrella. The question is how. I don't know. Either Billy ratted her out because Billy was the one that told Jade where the search party was. So Billy could have ratted her out. That could have been like a whole ploy and could have ratted her out. Or they tagged the head. Yeah. Or Jade still does have a tracker. It's not in your arm. It's up your butt. <laughs> Won't be the first time Umbrella did something uncomfortable to somebody. <laughs> yup. Uh, and it gross. could not be like a tracker in the head. It could be, or it could just be like, you know, Umbrella Umbrella just tracks everything they have. I don't know. Well, I think we can all agree on one thing. Billy's lying through her fucking teeth. Yeah, I mean, building up to this episode definitely portrayed Billy as bad because of Jade constantly running and saying that she has like bad blood and shit and 
bad blood as in being like they have a feud, not actual bad blood, though I think they both have bad blood, but whatever. <laughs> that for her to now come into this episode and be like, you're still my sister, you've always been my sister or whatever, and it helps her escape, it just seems a little too convenient. Why all of a sudden when it was portraying this whole time up to what up six episodes of Billy in the now being a bitch now all of a sudden she's like good guy so yeah I don't <sighs> Billy's a bitch <laughs> no I the only thing I like about Billy in the now and I do like that she still kind of has that purple streak in her hair. I think that's genetic. That's fine. I don't think she purposely styled her hair that way. I think it was like a genetic defect that makes purple hair. Then uh, that would be an awesome defect to have purple <laughs> hair. It's not really purple, though. It's like white. I don't know. In the lightest, she looks at purple. Yeah, it's definitely white. I don't care. <laughs> you can think what you want. It is kind of cool, though, that they made that like a feature of her character, not like a design like, oh, when she's a teenager, she's kind of a punk. She's got a punk hair. No, that's just her hair. To be honest, when we first started watching this, I really thought it was just like a she just dyed a white streak in her hair type of thing. I did, too. She could have. We still don't know if hair dye still exists. Like, you know what I mean? Is is an easy access between the then and now. Yeah, but why would you bother Maybe in the apocalypse? What she, that's what she likes. Why would you bother dyeing your hair in the apocalypse? This is a question we have to ask the creator of the rest of the old series. <laughs> Did Billy dye her hair or is that genetic? I, I, I just can't fathom why it would be like... I, why would you take the time? Like I initially see, okay, the world first ends and you do it. It's fine. But why would you so many years after keep doing it? Like eventually it would just be a, a pain in the ass. When you're a narcissistic bitch, <laughs> you'll dye your hair in the post or in the apocalypse. So you know what I love to impress that handsome zombie. No, narcissists don't care about what other people think. Just what they think. And you know what I've loved? I've so derailed this towards Billy's hair color. <laughs> but it still works out so Ariel can call her a bitch. Call her a bitch. Oh. All right. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about with the now? I can't think of it. Oh, like how the sedative works on the zeros. I mean... I don't know if it, since it's fantasy, but like if a sedative, sedative would really work, because if these are supposedly dead people, is it really, how does it affect the brain enough to knock a zero out? Well, I mean, technically it still would. It, it, the T-Virus reanimates the brain to some degree. Uh, tranquilizer would in theory like slow your brain down even if it's you're basically just you're putting basically to sleep the cells that are active yeah yeah i mean that's not that's saying it real vague but 
I guess I'll let you go with that one. <laughs> Better, because that's what science says is right. I don't believe that. <laughs> T-virus doesn't exist. Oh my gosh. Anything else? I kind of enjoyed the them showing the relationship between B and Jade. Because even with like Jade coming back, B was like, meh, whatever. Hey, I gotta go practice for the piano. Hey, mom, how's it going? Gotta go. Like, it shows that relationship of what would happen if, you know, your mom is constantly gone and you just don't feel any connection, really. Yeah. And then, like, you know, even though Jade's there, she still left the recital. So I feel like it would end. B didn't seem, like, super upset about it. So that would, you know, I would assume that's a reoccurring thing. So... Yeah, because you didn't, they didn't show at all, like, her reaction. Like, you see Jade leave, but then you would think after she was done playing her piano, they would show the reaction of B looking back towards where her mom was sitting so you could gauge what kind of feeling they have. Mm -hmm. So they probably didn't do that because they were like, she's not going to care. Yeah, because even after that scene, it was when B came with, like, a mug. But, yeah, when she had come with a mug to give to Jade... So she wasn't even upset about it, like, at all, they implied, so. Unless, like, she, unless she just lets things go really easy. I mean, but then it doesn't show her care very much, but. Yeah, because she would have the ability to just let things go if it was a reoccurring thing, so. I feel like it has been. Well, Mom will do that again later. <laughs> Mama will do that. So is that it for the now? Uh, I do. Well, I only have one thing, but it doesn't necessarily need a big discussion. But if the boat is really the university, like it's not that big to have like where they store all of the knowledge that they have. Or if it's just like a, a piece of it, you know what I mean? Where because we know it moves, but like, is it just like a point from for a, a temporary base that they use? And like, because whenever I heard the university, I always imagined it's like in an actual university somewhere in some city. That's how I imagined it. But if the boat is really the university, to me, you have very little knowledge stored in there. I mean, even if it's a big, big ship. Yeah, and it would. I understand what you're saying, and I bet they do have like a base somewhere that they keep it. But you would think that the base that they kept this in would be like highly fortified. Yeah. So why? are all the passengers on the ship. If they had a highly fortified... If they had a highly fortified base... Yeah. Then they would also be able to keep the people safe. So why is, like, everybody on the ship... Like, and it kids seems, and stuff? And it seems really lax. Mm-hmm. Like, the one guy that's their leader, I mean, just walks around, normal clothes, doesn't carry a weapon, which, I mean, if you've got guards, as we saw the one woman was a guard... You know, you you can be relaxed on a ship, but this is an apocalypse. I would think most everybody who can handle a weapon, but he might be a person that's never fired a gun type thing, but he's good at leadership skills. 
Yeah. I don't know. I just don't think this is the university. You would think they would have somewhere that they keep everything because you're right, like that that cargo ship wouldn't be enough to carry if they go around and like get books and art and all this other stuff I mean that it would fill up fast and what happens when it sinks on some odd chance it sinks mm-hmm. all that lost while in I mean it can still happen on land but you're less likely especially to find a city that's in inwards that's why I think the university is somewhere else and this is just some aspect of it guess we'll never know because there's never going to be a season two it's all about the university and how how uh corrupted they are <laughs> the new new umbrella uh <laughs> that's that's what i was kind of wondering too but that was all i really had there for the now well then if we're done with the now then we should talk about the then go ahead i got nothing <laughs> I just want to say I just want to say I told you so clones <laughs> I wanted so much more out of that interaction what if it's a mirror and he and Wesker has broke down as soon as he got I put in a cell no there's no way that would be hilarious what's up bro <laughs> it's, it's his inner fun self because I don't think our Wesker's that fun, you know? I just want there, wanted there to be so much more interaction. Especially when he's like, what's up, bro? That That's not Albert Wesker. <laughs> See, it like... Absolutely possible to clone Wesker. Even the Netflix Resident Evil says so. Not canon. <laughs> I'm ignoring you. So. Listeners, if you can see the death stare I'm getting right now, I you're can. missing it. <laughs> I do. I did like his interrogation. With Angel? Mm. He was. He just walked in there, put that notepad in front of him. It was like, who knows? Does anybody know is what it was? Does anybody know about my girls? And the guy's like, no. And he goes, well. Guess we're going to have to kill you. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. I knew immediately when Wesker had said that he was going, like, how about we give joy in this other thing? Mix it together. And I already, like, as soon as he said that, I'm like, he's going to put something in it to kill him. Because dead people can't talk. They came with the right magic. This is like real world. <laughs> no magic. Just T-virus. Just T-virus. Oh, I kind of felt like the now was lacking. Or the then, I should say. was kind of lacking in info drops. It was more of like... I feel like it was more of like a cliffhanger drop. Well, I was just really weirded out a little bit when Evelyn, when they had Angel on the table and they were trying to do checking what had happened to him and then his skin started turning red 
and he looks like he's getting ready to turn and then she's like leans in and it was like fascinating i was like why would you get that close i mean maybe strapped in yeah i remember you commenting about how the doctor had backed away into yeah. a corner doctor was like no i'm i'm out of here but she was like let me just get closer to what if he had like mushroom spores his body you know like explodes out and gets in her face type thing i know that's not what happened but she's like a delusional narcissist so she honestly believes nothing's gonna happen to her everybody yeah. in the netflix series is a narcissist I don't, I don't care if blood splashes into my face i won't get anything i like Ariel's theory everybody's a narcissist in a resident evil netflix series only billy's a bitch oh billy's the only bitch <laughs> <laughs> i mean it, she's not wrong though i mean every character we ran into is pretty much a narcissist and they do what they can, I guess. They do what they can. <laughs> okay. I mean, nothing really other than a cliffhanger happened in the entire then, honestly. Some revelations, some plot points. Yeah, I mean, not a lot really happened in this except for they gave us the revelation of clones. Or a mirror, and he broke his psyche. It's fucking clones. You just don't want to admit she's right. <laughs> Wesker, Wesker with the beard seeing his fun, uh, fun self on the other side was there anything else we want to talk about in the then that's not it Rocky Ariel anything else you want to talk about in the then no not really I just want to keep saying I told you so <laughs> well then with that, I think this is the perfect place for us to end this episode. So thank you all for listening. Tune in next week. Bye. Bye there. Thanks for joining us tonight on the Resident Evil Lurecast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, tell a friend. Leave a comment and a review. If you want to keep chatting with us about all things Resident Evil, you can find us on the Robots Radio Discord. You can also chat with us at Lurecast on Twitter. Till next time, stay safe out there. And remember, we might have something that might interest you, stranger.